Hello and welcome to Podiatrics Medical Podcasts. Today's topic is cough. So we're going to be seeing a lot of this over the next few months. It's a common presenting complaint, cough. And we're going to talk about it today. And we're going to start by saying, I'm going to skip the definition bit because we all know what a cough is. Important thing, child presents with cough, what do we need to answer? So we need to be able to answer, how long has it been going on for? Is it wet or is it dry? And how frequently is it happening? Sometimes the character can be helped. So if you get coughing fits or coughing paroxysms, that can be seen in things like pertussis. And a barking cough, like a seal, is often seen in um, laryngotracheitis, um, which is croup. So that can be important. Does it happen at night? Think nocturnal cough, you'd be thinking asthma. It's worth asking what they were like before the cough because we know that the post-bronchiolitic cough in those up to the age of one years of age can last for weeks and what makes it worse things like exercise could mean that you have exercise induced asthma on your hands so any recent travel and are they up to date with their jabs if it's someone who's less than three months old with a cough you'd be thinking is this a structural problem? Is this a anatomical issue? If you've got a sudden onset cough in toddlers, you would be thinking, is this a foreign body aspiration? Have they swallowed something? When we get into like six months of age, we can think, is this the beginning of suggesting that they've got hyperreactivity of their of their airways. Um, and is this a potential look into what may happen in the future? You need to ask mainly if you've then got adolescents who suddenly have a cough, think about all the other important differentials, but also think of psychogenic coughs and possible stresses that may precipitate this. Is there a family history of atopy? Is there a family history of immune deficiency or asthma? Environmental history is really important. Are there any smokers in the household? Do they smoke? Okay, which is obviously age dependent as to whether you ask that question. Have they got mould in the house? Are they being exposed to aspergillus? Air pollution, are there any pets? Is there a new dog or new cat or new hamster called Mr Tibbles in the in the house recently what don't you want to miss so these are commonly referred to as your red flag signs so you need to ask things about are they growing okay are they thriving do they cough during feeding okay you might be thinking is this a tracheoesophageal fistula is this an abnormal connection between the trachea and the food pipe the esophagus is this tracheoesophageal fistula if there's cough during feeding. If you've got cough after feeding, you would potentially think about reflux. Okay. What do you need to look for in examination? Well, you need to look, 
Is there respiratory distress? So this is normally, have you got tracheal tug? Is the trachea tugging to one side or the other? Are there recessions? Colour-wise, is there cyanosis? And is there wheezing or is there stridor? Again, if it isn't happening during the exam or they have a coughing bout during the exam, you would think about things like pertussis and you would delve it again into the immunisation history. People fixate on the respiratory system with cough, but remember the cardiac cough. So think, have they got a heart murmur? Have they got enlarged spleen or liver? And have they got any palpable lymph nodes? Remember things like lymphoma can give you a cough. Okay. Clubbing and other things could potentially hint towards a chronic disease process. So the easy way of thinking about it is, is it acute or chronic? So acute less than three weeks, chronic more than three weeks. If it's an acute cough, we tend to be less worried about it. Um, we tend to investigate more thoroughly if it's chronic. So an upper airway cough tends to be croupy, so your barking cough. Lower airway tends to be more wet. So that can mean that you bring up sputum. It can mean that you have problems bringing up sputum. Okay, may even bring up blood in some cases. So the character is something that we often ask, but often we can hear it. So if it's happening in bouts in exams, that tends to be pertussis or with the inspiratory whoop, staccato, tends to be things like that your chlamydia infections. Barking or a seal cough tends to be your more uh, croup. And if you have got a lot of throat clearing secretions, that can be your post-nasal drip and it could be um, potentially reflux as well. One of the important differentials is your psychogenic coughs. So be very careful if a cough occurs during daytime but never at night, if it doesn't restrict physical activity like an exercise-induced asthma would, and it doesn't actually change in character with physical activity, think potentially about a psychogenic cough. If you have got um, cough during feeding, that can happen in patients that have got problems coordinating swallowing, so it can be a dysfunctional swallow. And it can be a tracheoesophageal fistulus, that abnormal connection between your esophagus and your trachea. If it's coughing after feeding, think reflux. If there is a fever associated with it, is this an upper or a low respiratory tract infection? If the cough worsens with exercise, exercise-induced asthma comes into your thought process. If it happens at night, asthma but also what happens at night is you we've all had it when we've had coughs and colds your post nasal drip so when you lie back at night these secretions can go into the back of the throat and can make you cough what must you not miss allergies is there a seasonal variation does it only happen certain times of year if you've got a chronic cough with poor weight gain 
The things that you need to think about are systemic problems that can be neurodevelopmental disorder, things like cystic fibrosis, congenital heart disease and immunodeficiency. So what can you do? Well, simply, if someone's got a cough, you can do an ear, nose and throat examination because you can say, has this person actually got an upper respiratory tract infection? And that's what's causing it. Has this patient got sinusitis? And that's what's causing their nocturnal cough. Do pulse oximetry and a peak flow. Have they got um, a lower than expected peak flow? Full blood count can be done. Um, of the things that I've suggested, full blood count is probably done the least um, along with peak flow, but normally quite good at doing ENT examinations. And you can do a chest X-ray. You've got other things then that are much more specialised looking at what you think is going on. You can look at spirometry. Um, four, five-year-olds normally can can do spirometry by the age of five. Some people never manage to be able to understand it. You can do things like full blood counts. You can do immunoglobulin E. Sweat test if you were thinking about something like cystic fibrosis. Um, and lots, lots of other stuff. Okay. If they manage to go to a respiratory specialist, you can do brushings of your nasal cilia, you can do CT chest and you can do a full autoimmune screen. But in reality, what we need to say is cough is a symptom. Cough suppressants don't work particularly well because cough is often a reaction to something else. So we need to work out what's causing the cough. If someone's got a long-standing moist cough, often oral antibiotics are given to treat a suspected chest infection. If you think that this is airway hyperreactivity, sometimes inhaled corticosteroids and a short-acting beta agonist are fair enough for a few weeks, and a peak flow diary to excess variability of peak flow and responsiveness to a bronchodilator. If you've got an allergic process, then antihistamines, a trial of antihistamines, are a more than defensible um, therapeutic option. Often with cough, the important things that you need to safety net, a big thing in paediatrics is if they develop respiratory distress, feeding difficulties, if they don't, if you're treating them for an infection, um, chest infection, it doesn't get better. They need to seek medical attention. And if they develop these paroxysms of cough where it's uncontrollable coughing um, in those less than 12 months, they are all things to seek medical advice for. But that's basically what we've covered today is we talked about cough. We've talked about some of the differentials to think about, the weird and the wonderful and the far more common. The importance of looking at acute less than three weeks versus chronic more than three weeks. Some important things to happen. Does it happen during feeding, after feeding? Is there a fever? Does it happen at night? Is Are they well and thriving or are they having difficulty gaining weight? And that will lead you to um, to different differential diagnoses. 
So that has been a quick podcast on cough. Thank you very much for listening. On to the next one.